All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So dramatic. So dramatic. More than 113 million people on average watching Super Bowl 57, making it the third most watched TV show, not sporting event, not Super Bowl, third most watched TV show of all time. Just shy of the Falcons and Patriots that took place uh, in Super Bowl 51, that one was in Houston just a few years ago. And actually, listening to Tom Brady, he said as he was watching the game on Sunday night, it reminded him, the Chiefs' comeback in the second half reminded him of how the Patriots caught fire and could do no wrong in their comeback against the Falcons. Sorry, Atlanta, I know that's not what you want to hear, but Brady's already practicing his analyst skills. He's starting to flex those muscles on his Let's Go podcast on Sirius XM. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on Sirius CBS Sports Radio. Good morning to you. It is a Tuesday, so I hope that you survived your Monday. Uh, I have to tell you what goofy thing I did on Monday, but I mean, sometimes on Monday you just—it doesn't matter what you wear. If you can just anything you can accomplish on a Monday is a is a victory, is a feat for me, especially coming off of Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, and so I'll have to tell you <laughs> what I did, and it's totally fine if you laugh at me. We are asking you. To find us on Twitter and Facebook this morning and send us your gifts, emojis, or memes that describe the 2022 football season. Now, many of you are choosing to send us crying emojis or crying gifts um, because you are sad that the season is over. I will be perfectly honest and tell you that I'm okay with a break from football. You know me. I am all in. It's all consuming all the time. And I'm all in when we have football, but I don't mind if it goes away for a little bit, just so we can miss it because it, it definitely runs my life. Penny and the NFL run my life. No season. Days Stop it. I'm, tr- I'm trying to tell people that I need a break. Don't interject here. Although we have heard that from Brady, even about Belichick, that his mantra is no days off. I'm going to take a couple of Sundays off if you don't mind. Well, not from the show, but actually I'm off next Sunday, which is kind of funny. Not, it's not on purpose for football or anything. I can, I can tell you why, I suppose, if you want to know. It's not really a secret, but I just haven't talked about it much. Uh, so the, the gifts and the memes are more about the 2022 season as a whole. Uh, it's not simply about your feelings on Monday slash Tuesday in the wake of the season being over, uh, though some of you are choosing to look at it that way. Uh, Some of you are using your own teams as subject matter. For instance, I see a dumpster with the label, your 2022, well, it's a dumpster on fire, your 2022 Cleveland Browns. And then, but this is apparently is a Browns fan because then he tacks on the sobbing emoji. Right, so it's it's not as though he's making fun of the Browns without having some personal attachment to them. The Browns are back. The Browns are back. So Bob on Facebook goes with your 2022 dumpster fire Cleveland Browns, and and I'm 
Yeah, it's I'm I'm not I'm just, don't shoot the messenger is all I'm saying. Or what is what does Mike Tomlin say? Shooting the hostages, if you will. I'm don't please don't shoot the hostages. Or shoot a hostage, if you will. We're not going to do that. I'm just the one who's passing along the information. Um, <laughs> so there are a bunch of different emojis and gifts. I'm really impressed with some of these. Um, I don't even know where you come up with these things, but yeah, you guys are very creative. Somehow Antonio Brown snuck onto uh, a, a myth, a, a myth or a game. Jay, Jay, stop. Seriously, save me from myself, please. Um, yeah. A myth or a game is what. Game. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Remember during the Super Bowl, I forgot his name. I'm sorry, Josh, someone or no, oh, no, Jack Harlow, who set the new trend with the triangles. That's it. It's about to be games. That's it. Games and myths. I'm myths, all right. I'm myth. <laughs> I, I just I have no excuse for myself except for that's the show after the Super Bowl show, and it my brain is a little bit. It's a little bit mushy. That's a good word for it. It's a mushy brain. I have mushy brain this morning. Uh, so you'll just have to laugh at me. It's totally fine. Uh, we're still taking your posts as well about your favorite commercials. And, and lots of you are reminding me of ads that I had forgotten about. But yeah, it's been kind of fun to look at outtakes. I, <laughs> I pushed Jay down the YouTube outtake rabbit hole. And now he's going to get stuck there on Tuesday. Because we were looking at the Ben Affleck outtakes from the Dunkin' Donuts ad. Oh, they are priceless. They're hysterical. We were right in Medford, Massachusetts, where he's practicing his his uh, Massachusetts accent, his Boston accent. That he was. He was. It was absolutely a Dunkin' Donuts that was fully operational. And the customers who were coming up through the drive through line had no idea that Ben Affleck was waiting on them. And in one case, I mean, there were some really funny reactions to Affleck. Uh, obviously, his wife, that was... That was planned, but the rest of it was not. There's this one guy who responds to Affleck when he says, do you, do you recognize me in his Boston accent? And the guy's like, no. (laughs) I I mean, it was really funny and he totally stunk at running the register. He got very flustered. He started, um, he started ad-libbing, kind of doing some comedy routine because he couldn't figure out the rest register, so he's trying to stall. So, yeah, it's pretty funny stuff. Uh, if you find Those are just the outtakes that I saw. I bet the Bradley Cooper outtakes with his mom are brilliant because his mom was taking no you-know-what from her son. I bet they exist, too, probably on YouTube or something like that. I'm sure they do. The other outtakes I'd like to see would be the ones with Steve Martin because I love Steve Martin. He's hysterical. He was in the Pepsi ad, and I bet the Ben Stiller was also really funny. Uh, What else? Oh, well, the ones with the Breaking Bad crew, I'm sure, were really funny, right? The Will Ferrells, maybe that could be some good Oh, yeah, yeah, because he can riff. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if half of the ad (laughs) – that was for Showtime. Was it Showtime uh, or Netflix, Paramount? Netflix, oh, Netflix. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Whoops. That one. Yeah. <laughs> the, right. The one where he's dropping into all the different shows. I, I wouldn't be surprised if none of that was scripted, if he just right. kind of went off the cuff. Yeah, he just ad-libbed the whole thing and just had a bunch of takes and they picked the funniest ones. That's usually what he does. I would like to see Miles Teller and his wife and the outtakes for the the commercial where they're dancing to the, the on-hold music. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> Do you think they were drinking real beer and... And get getting looser as they went along. I guess if we saw the outtakes, we could know if they get looser or not. Yeah, their, now uh, see, tank. Jay would not be allowed to do that commercial and drink real beer. 
No. No. Jay gets very loud when. <laughs> that's, 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 that's true. Jay starts. He starts heckling people. Whether or not heckling is appropriate, he starts mm. heckling people. Mm. Well, always if it's appropriate. We were in a ball game that what? one time. But you have no sense of what's appropriate when you're drinking a bunch of beer. Who has any know. sense of what's appropriate? I mean, I didn't heckle the guy just like, I heckled the Blue Jays fan who was rooting you for the Blue Jays everyone. I'm sorry. You heckled everyone. <laughs> Maybe, but. We went to the coming. Mets game and you were heckling the fans in front oh, of us? come on. I mean, they deserved it, but Thank I'm just you. saying like, <laughs> that you were heckling fans, like other fans you were heckling. Yeah, deserve it. I mean, you gotta, you know. And also, on. he just gets loud where his whisper is like this. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll back that up. Yeah, you're right there. You're right. <laughs> he doesn't have an inside voice. Beer uh, apparently makes his inside voice turn into this. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, though. I don't know. Is it? Maybe. Unless you're Tell the fans is, being please. heckled in front of us. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless you're those guys. So in other words, we don't know if Miles Teller and his wife were actually drinking beer, but I can imagine that it got funnier if they really were. That seems unprofessional. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You just get paid a lot to drink beer and dance. Sign me up. Yeah. they. Uh, seriously. Just not on a work day. Okay. That's the rule. If that is the work day. <laughs> well, not here. It's not. If you somehow get discovered by an ad agency that wants you to replicate that commercial, you must do it on your own time. <laughs> That'd be a tough life after about a week doing that every day straight. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they weren't actually drinking beer. Or maybe it was the kind that's really watered down. Maybe it was that. Zero percent. Or just Miller. I was going to say, my friends always told me in college that Miller Lite was essentially water. <laughs> Oops. I guess they'll life. never um, they'll never sponsor the show, right? That's not happening anytime soon. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if we want them. Nobody's listening. It, it doesn't matter. No, no one heard that. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on what is a Tuesday morning. Would you like some more comedic relief? I know you would. Well, th- we're going to have to give you a highlight first to get to it, to kind of set the stage. Uh, but the Dallas Mavericks, the new... dynamic duo of Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving were playing their second game together and they nearly spurred the Mavericks to a victory after being down 26 in Minnesota. But in the late stages, well, there was a, there was a, it was a fumble. I mean, it was a, it was a fumble by Kyrie Irving. Eight to shoot working against Kyle Anderson right in front of the Wolves bench. Luka still with it. Oh, Kyle picked his pocket. What a play. What a steal by Anderson. Front court. Conley to the corner. McDaniels. Wolves slow things down with 58 seconds left to play. Eight seconds to go. Here's Kyrie up top to his right. And Doncic bounces it back to Kyrie. A pump fake. Now loses control. Torian Prince scoops it up. The Timberwolves have it. The clock expires. And this ball game is over. The Timberwolves hang on. There was a montage there, and it was a tight montage, but the final eight seconds is what I'm referring to. So what we see, and it's pretty clear that both Luka and Kyrie are trying to set up the other for a shot. Uh, There's such a thing as being a little bit too generous, a little bit too unselfish, though. I wouldn't say that's something that people say about Kyrie a lot, Um, but I I could be wrong. Uh, So Luka and Kyrie are passing it back and forth, and Kyrie kind of gets stuck, and then he... Is it's one of those moments where you see with basketball players where it's a half pass, it's a it's a half 
dribble and the ball just kind of gets fumbled away. And that is what happened. Uh, And so it gets stolen by the Minnesota Timberwolves and they protect their three point win there. That's Alan Horton on Timberwolves radio. So a couple of late game blunders there. Not that Jason Kidd was upset about it, uh, but you could tell they're not quite in sync. Being together, um, being connected, uh, win or lose, you you know, you put yourself in that position being down. And I thought the character of that group uh, that played, you know, continued to keep playing all the way to the end and uh, gave ourselves a chance to tie it there. Um, unfortunately, we didn't. Um, but this is something that we can grow from and learn from as we go forward to, the, you know, the second half of the season. And how exactly do you do that? Kyrie, do you have any advice for Luka Doncic now that he's paired with a star another star player any advice that you would give him for how he can acclimate better to you I don't want to dive too too deep into the advice that I would give him because I think I could go and actually say it to him (laughs) you know uh, but I I could give you just a generalization of of just what my frame of thinking is is um, just passing along what the greats before me have passed along it's just focus on uh, what you have in the locker room, the guys that you have, focus on the discipline and focus that you can control yourself and the results will play out. Um, enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. Um, and when you get an opportunity to play with some special people, really cherish them. Uh, don't take it for granted. Um, and, and really enjoy the time that you have because this game goes by so quick. These years go by so quick. And like you said, I play with Bron, I play with KD, and, you know, I've, I play with James. Kind of. Um, you know, kind obviously of. seeing the duo that's in Boston now with JT and JB, how elevated they've become. I feel like every time I've played with other great players, we've become better and we push each other. So I know that Luke can push me and I can push him. And um, that's just simple for me. Feel like it's sacrilegious for him to come up with the James Harden thing, right? We pushed each other. How many games did they play together? Twelve. And and now you've got James Harden saying the exact opposite. Not that they pushed each other, but that they pushed him out. Did you guys catch this over the weekend? Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers were playing the Nets. Oh, was it Saturday, right? That game was on Saturday. And Harden is asked about his time with the Nets for obvious reasons and the fact that he asked to be traded out of Brooklyn. There's a lot of dysfunction. Um, you know, there was a lot of internal things that I'm not, for me, I'm not going to never just say or put in the media or do anything. And that was one of the reasons why, you know I mean, I chose to make my decision. But uh, now, fast forward today, I don't look like the crazy guy. You know what I mean? I don't look like the guy that, or the quitter or whatever, you know what I mean? The, the uh, media want to call me. Like, I knew what was going on, and I just decided to, hey, I'm not I'm not built for this. Like, I don't want to deal with that. You know, I want to play basketball and have fun and enjoy doing it. And, um, and fast forward to today, you know, they got a whole new roster. Okay, so the, the one line that's kind of muted or drowned out by the people in the background is, I'm not the crazy one. I'm not the crazy one. Jay, that's what he said, right? I'm not the crazy one. Exactly what he said. Oh, my gosh. So, other words, uh, he's referring to someone else on the roster, and I don't think it takes a neuroscientist to figure out who he's talking about. And here is Kyrie touting their time together. 13 games? Was it 13? 19? 16? Whatever. It was the teens. It was the teens. That's how many games they played together, the three of them. James and Kyrie and KD. That's it. 
It's a lot of money for 16 games. It's we love you, James. A lot of money. And Harden couldn't take it anymore. Now, I'm. you know me. You all know me if you listen to the show. I have plenty of words about James Harden. I'm not his biggest fan. And so I can get snarky about his game too. And that whole, that whole disaster in Brooklyn, I think brought out the worst in all of them. And here's Kyrie Irving who's talking about how we pushed each other and we brought out the best in each other. What was he? Did we miss some part of Kyrie's career? It, it took place in a black hole somewhere and we didn't see it. What is it about him that he could have such a completely different view than the rest of the world? Every time I've played with other great players, we've become better. (laughs) I don't know. And just the idea of offering advice to Luka Doncic makes me laugh. I know Kyrie has a championship winning shot on the road. Yes, he played with some incredible superstars. LeBron. Jason Tatum, even before Jason had ascended to superstardom, but Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, thinking about the time in Brooklyn, which I think couldn't have gone worse. That's just my personal opinion. And now with Luka, I I suppose Luka didn't uh, have to adjust at all to the whole Dirk Nowitzki situation. (laughs) Like, Just very, very hard for me to understand sometimes where he's coming from. That's all right. It takes all kinds of peeps to make the world go around. If it's we the dark side, embrace it. If we <laughs> don't even try to woo me with Star Wars references. If we all agreed, this world would be a very boring place. So I will say that. I'll say that. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Jay's shaking his head. Would you like to say anything before we move on? No, not about him. No. That's no. <laughs> what did you call last week? A good riddance. Or was that KD? Which one were you referring to? I was more happy to get Kyrie off of the Brooklyn Nets just from being a fan. But KD, I mean, if KD, I'm, I'm the whole the whole situation. I mean, I watched the game yet last night against the Knicks, and I know they didn't win, but it just felt so much more fun and so much so freeing to not have to deal with these two guys. It's that's it. You lift that cloak of drama, and they can actually play basketball. That's what it was about. It was about the basketball. It was about the X's and O's. The way like, that it was in the bubble. Exactly. Exactly. I felt like I was watching the Nets again. I was watching my favorite team play basketball, and that's all it was about. So it doesn't matter to you that they no longer have a shot at winning a title? Uh, I mean, not right now, but I'm confident that they can rebuild it back up. But it's just, to honestly, to win a title this year or get these guys off my team right now, it, I'll take the instant gratification. That, my friends, is your final word from a Nets fan. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You can find us on Facebook, our YouTube channel, too, if you also would like to see why my mother prefers Jay without a hat. (laughs) Mom. What about me, Mom? Anyway, uh, she liked my sweatshirt. She didn't say anything about my hair. (laughs) But, yes, we've got uh, got YouTube videos up, of course, new ones. Uh, And we're taking your, I can do this, gifts, not myths. Although maybe to Kyrie it would be a myth. A myth and a game. I mean, how can I even criticize him, right? Or anybody else who says a word wrong. He does it on purpose, though. Uh, GIFs, emojis, memes to describe the 2022 NFL season. Why am I seeing so many Tony Romo GIFs? (laughs) It's one of your favorites. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts to the After Hours Podcast. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Good morning to you. It is a Tuesday. And we are still filtering through the end of the Super Bowl. A little more football when we get to the back of the hour. Uh, But for those of you who are unaware, maybe you had checked out uh, or gone to bed before this happened or before we had any more details, there was a shooting on the Michigan State campus last night. Started around 8.15 East Lansing time. So 8.15 Eastern time. And it actually started in one particular building on campus which was a classroom building and then it continued to a union a student union building which is a popular place for people to hang out Uh, and we got some of the details from the deputy police chief there at Michigan State in the wee hours actually right before we went on the air so we want you to hear from him his name is Chris Roseman but what we do know at this point is that the shooter took his own life So they didn't find him on campus, and for a while the campus was on lockdown because they didn't know where he was or what was happening or if the shooting was was over. They found him off campus, and he was dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. But this began, as I say, around 8.15 Eastern time, uh, and they were trying to track the shooter. They believed he was on foot. Then they ended up uh, hearing about gunshots in another building, and so they knew that he was moving Um, Finally, they decided or determined that it was just one shooter. They released photos of the shooter. Uh, They started transporting victims uh, off campus to be sure and were doing what they could to clear and secure buildings to make sure that the man was not still on the campus. Uh, They went ahead and canceled all campus activities for 48 hours, though as I understand from university officials, that is subject to change because if it's true that it was one shooter, and now that the the investigation continues, if they could potentially get through their investigation, at least their crime scene investigation, um, they might end up reopening campus and reinstituting activities. But for now, classes, sports, any campus-related activities are canceled in East Lansing, and students are being told not to report to campus on Tuesday if they're not already there. East Lansing Public Schools they told their their uh, parents that they should keep their students at home on Tuesday as well. So again, we wanted you to hear from the Michigan State Police Chief Deputy Chris Roseman. Uh, and one of the first things he talked about uh, is when they first found out that there was a shooting that was taking place there on campus. We received multiple 911 calls of a shooting inside Berkey Hall. Numerous officers responded. We were quickly on scene within minutes. And there we did 
locate uh, several victims of a shooting. I can confirm that there were at least five victims. All five victims were transported to the hospital. Some of those victims do have life-threatening injuries. The five victims that are still alive all right now are listed in critical condition. And so we also heard that from Chris Roseman. Three people confirmed dead now in that shooting and five more whose lives hang in the balance. So a critical time. And I couldn't help but think about the the past week or so in which we have hailed the medical teams in Cincinnati and Buffalo and their quick thinking, their quick actions, their clarity, their their decisive nature, sense of urgency as they handle these life and death situations all the time, but how they've been more in the spotlight for their care of DeMar Hamlin and saving his life. But this is every day for them. And now we have a situation where you've got five students who are in critical condition and no doubt you had doctors and medical teams working through the night uh, because this happened late in the evening, working through the night to maybe uh, do surgeries whatever they could to try to keep these young people alive. What we have found out about the the shooter is limited, so there's not a whole lot of information. But according to the police, he was a 43-year-old man with no obvious connection to the campus. Um, and so that's it's also strange. It's it's unthinkable anyway. But what the hell was he doing there? And and why would he start shooting? Uh, so those details at this point we don't have. Um, but at least they were able to end the threat on campus late last night and know for sure that there was just the one man who killed himself. The suspect in this incident was located outside of the MSU campus. And it does appear that that suspect has uh, died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. It is confirmed that he is deceased. This truly has been a nightmare that we are living tonight, but we have remained laser focused on the safety of our campus, our students, and the surrounding community. We are relieved to no longer have an active threat on campus while we realize that there is so much healing that will need to take place after this. Again, to reiterate the update, there is no longer a threat to campus. We believe there to only be one shooter in this incident, and there is no longer a need to shelter in place on campus. There is no longer a threat on campus. Michigan State University Police Chief Chris Roseman with that update. And that was moments before we went on the air three and a half hours ago. That's the latest. No new updates, no identities yet that I have seen. I've been checking and and trying to refresh the websites that I have open here uh, to potentially see if there's any update on the five victims who are in the hospital. But at this point, I haven't heard anything new. The three confirmed fatalities uh, that was also from the police, but there are five more who are sh- who are fighting for their lives at this mo- at this point, all in critical condition. So thinking of them and the families, and gosh, when you're a college student, I, mean, I have two nieces that just got out of college, um, but I remember being that age too, and 
you've got life by the tail. It gets a lot harder when you get out of college, but when you're in college, it's supposed to be the time of your life and uh, you're still free and you don't have the cares of the world other than studying and just trying to get through. But there, many campuses are tight knit as well, right? Even if it's a big campus, you've got groups of people, uh, a lot of places where you look, especially now is where getting in well it's basketball season and people are excited um there were no games last night thankfully so fewer people that would have been in large groups on campus um but yeah you're kind of going through the the dog days of winter here with your your studies and and even thinking about spring and spring break of course which comes up next next month excuse me so it's just it's hard to even imagine what those students feel i heard one of them interviewed uh, on cbs news it was a report as i was coming into work and he was just talking about how going through that he was either in the same building or nearby going through that even hours later his his legs were still shaking just involuntary tremors from the fear and um, yeah, the shock of being part of something like that and having it come so close to you you are listening to the after hours podcast Game tied, 35 apiece. Pacheco's the running back. Tony comes in motion. Here comes pressure to the outside. As Mahomes steps up, he's going to scramble. He's at the 40, bad ankle, 30, bad ankle, 20. Tackled from behind down to the Eagle, 18-yard line, a 25-yard scramble. What bad ankle. He is limping back to the huddle. Don't tell me, don't underestimate how tough Patrick Mahomes is. Kaiser White, the ex-charger, Tackled him from behind. The Chiefs have first down and 10 at the Eagle 18 yard line with 2.23 to go in the game, and the game tied 35 35. The veteran who's played in more postseason games than any other Chief tied with Travis Kelsey. Townsend will hold it. 11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57 35 35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38 35 with eight seconds to go in regulation in Super Bowl 57. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. We now know this is the third most watched TV show in NFL history, but also in television history. How about that? Uh, Just trailing... The Seahawks-Patriots Super Bowl, that's the most watched of all time. Remember the very end of that game, of course, the Malcolm Butler interception on the goal line, and you want to talk about controversial. (laughs) So that's the most watched TV show and most watched Super Bowl of all time. They are one and the same. The second, with just a few more viewers, well, a few hundred thousand more viewers than this current Super Bowl, is... Falcons and Patriots, the only Super Bowl ever to go into overtime. So those are your top three. But yeah, get this. Seven million people streamed the Super Bowl. It's a record, of course, because streaming continues to get better and better. um, And because we continue to have more access on various platforms uh, that were allowed between Fox and the NFL. And then also Rihanna, nearly, let's see, what would I say? 119 million people tuned in for the halftime show. So the Super Bowl is a game that attracts non-football fans, uh, attracts casual fans, and then you have your diehards who care about the game. Like this one guy who told me he can't have food during the Super Bowl because he's got to be focused on what's happening. He's got to be locked in on every play. 
okay. I mean, maybe you should have this job because I had food during the Super Bowl. And what kind of food is he eating? How good is it? <laughs> no, he said he doesn't. He does not eat during the Super Bowl. He he eats everything beforehand, and then he just watches the game. And at halftime, he doesn't care much about the halftime show. So he gets up and he gets another drink and he goes to the bathroom and he's back in his seat when the game kicks off again. Okay, is this what works? If that makes you happy, then it's like a national holiday for this man. Must be really good food is all I got to say. No, no, it was way before. The food is ancillary. Oh, he doesn't I, care about the food. I know, but to be, not be able to watch something and eat at the same time, like, is the food that delectable? No, no, he's saying where? the football is that important. He's not. He said the food really doesn't matter, but he does not eat during the game because he has to focus. I actually focus better when I eat. I don't. I don't know. I mean, if I don't eat, I, I'm a, I'm even more mushy than I am this morning. So, anyway, uh, congratulations to the Chiefs. Of course, their second Super Bowl win, both coming from ten points behind. Patrick Mahomes making the rounds on Monday from Disneyland, doing the media blitz, if you will. Now we heard that 26-yard scamper up the middle. I mean, he hit. I don't know if it was high gear, but it was. Third gear. It, it was it was at least a greater gear than what I would expect from him, considering he was on uh, an ankle, a high ankle sprain on a bum ankle. Uh, when did he feel the most pain in the game? The only time that it had the real, uh, I got like, uh, I don't even know what to say, the real hurt of the ankle was when he, when I got tackled, it kind of rolled to the outside a little bit. And, when, and when, once you have that high ankle sprain, when any little tweak like that happens, it just really magnifies it. Luckily, we're able to get in at halftime and get some new tape on there and some movement to try to get some mobility back. Um, and then you just, I mean, you got I think we, we talked about my offensive line. They protected me enough where I was able to sit in there and make the throws. So it, it was uh, something that I was going to play through. Um, but uh, I'm glad I get a little bit of rest on it now. I don't suppose there was any thought that Andy Reid would send him to the locker room to get checked or not allow him back in the game. Remember, he had to threaten him back when it happened in the, uh, was it the ASA champ? No, it was the game before, the divisional round. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. All of that to say, the man plays hurt. He's tough. We know what he can do with the football from all angles, the creativity, the ability to extend plays even when he is on a bum ankle. So maybe it's time, and I don't know who these people are, but they keep doubting him. It's hard not to hear that stuff, uh, especially in, in today's age and social media and everything like that. And so you hear um, how, how not good we're going to be. Um, and all you can do is prove it on the football field. I'm not a guy that's going to re- respond and say stuff back to people or anything like that on social media. I'm just going to go out there and prove it on the football field. We'll leave that to Travis Kelsey because he will respond. So a lot of people have kind of hooked into this narrative that they're creating a false underdog narrative that sorry to use that word twice. They're creating a false underdog story for themselves. But Vegas did make them a three and a half point underdog. That was the last line I saw before the game kicked off. But also, I don't think it's just that. It goes back to Tyree Kill leaving and people pointing to Tyree Kill as really the the deep threat these that, that this team had and the fact that they weren't going to have that speed. They were really going to see their offensive numbers decline. It was that retooling their offense. So you had a bunch of guys who were playing in their first Super Bowl and actually their first season with the Chiefs uh, this year. And then 
The rest of the AFC West was supposed to be so much better. Remember, Jay and I joked about this during the preseason, that all of a sudden the Chiefs were being treated like they were the gum on the bottom of someone's shoe. And how do you overlook the Chiefs after they've been to, at that point, four consecutive championship games? It just seemed comical. But we know that sports fans, certainly with the NFL, sometimes it's about flavor of the month. And it was the Josh McDaniels era in Vegas and Devontae Adams being there and the additions they made to their defense. It was about Justin Herbert and the Chargers, who did finish with double-figure wins and a playoff spot. But it was about their defensive moves that was going to make that side of the ball so much better. It was also about the Broncos and Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett, which the shine came off that in week number one. Um, but that was also the the point. It's not so much that the Chiefs weren't going to be good anymore, though they many people expected them to take a step back. It was also that the rest of the AFC West had caught up to them and that the Chiefs were no longer the clear favorite. This is such an incredible credit to Andy Reid, to Eric Bieniemy, to his coaching staff, because they did, in fact, get better. Patrick Mahomes set a new NFL record yards from the line of scrimmage between passing and rushing. And he's he's not a run-first quarterback. He's an escape artist. That's what he is. <laughs> anyway, I just think... That's what they're referring to. The number of times they keep saying, nobody believed in us. And yes, that's hyperbole. A lot of people did. When there's only two teams left, of course. Also, I didn't watch the Fox pregame show. I've said this before. I, by the time we get to Super Bowl Sunday, I am, I'm preseasoned out or previewed out. So I don't watch any of it until we get to the actual pregame festivities there at the stadium. But apparently every single one of the Fox analysts on pregame picked the Eagles. Now, I don't know if they would know that. They're not watching TV in the locker room, are they? Before the game, they're warming up. But maybe someone texted. You know how it spreads like wildfire. So that could be the case. So, yeah, I don't know how many people are doubting Patrick Mahomes, but definitely the Chiefs. Definitely, they were not expected to be the front runner, the Bills, the Bengals, the other teams in the AFC that were going to be so much better. And and they were. I feel like it's pretty obvious that the Chiefs had the much harder road to the Super Bowl than did the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, sorry, New York Giants fans out there. Oh, just over there. <laughs> Just me. Just you. No, well, it's, not even, it's not even comparable. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a much harder road for them, though they were able to play at home like the Eagles. Uh, Andy Reid, still, according to Patrick Mahomes, he is the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. We had to win this one right here. Um, I mean, Coach Reed did so many great things for the Eagles. Um, and to be in this big game, I mean, I know he has a ton of respect for everybody still over there. But we had to win this game for Coach Reed. And I, I wanted, I want I mean, this is one of the greatest coaches of all time. He needs that second Super Bowl ring to solidify that. Um, but I'm going to keep him around a little bit longer. We're going to go for some more of those things. <laughs> I love how he puts that. I'm going to keep him around a little bit longer. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to keep him around a little bit longer. We're going to go for some more of those things. I don't know who brought up retirement with Andy Reid, but it was actually broached with him on Sunday night, and he squashed it immediately. That He's not walking away. And you can tell he's he's rejuvenated because of his relationship with Patrick Mahomes. He's rejuvenated by the winning, to be sure. But to have the offensive weapons to – to really fuel that creativity of his. It's been amazing to watch. And and their relationship is awesome. 
I mean, that's the relationship that makes everything else work is the quarterback and the head coach. And I think about Sean Payton and Drew Brees and the relationship that they had. Obviously, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and the relationship that they had. You could go back through the years with football and the best relationships between coach and quarterback often turn into the most productive. Not always, but often, especially if they're extended relationships together. So yes, Patrick's going to keep him around a little bit longer. And Andy Reid is poo-pooing thoughts of retirement. I look in the mirror and I'm old. Um, <gasps> oh. I, my, my heart though is young. I mean, I still enjoy doing what I'm doing. I got asked that 50 times here. And finally, <laughs> I just go, whatever, man, you know, whatever. And that's a, that's a good friend. Jay Glazer is a good friend. So, I mean, he, he's probably telling me to get my tail out. I'm too old, but um, I, I'm good with what I'm doing right now. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Patrick Mahomes wants to keep him around a little bit longer, and Travis Kelsey says they're not done either. Call it a dynasty. You can call it whatever you want. No, All I know is that, that we're coming back next year for with with our heart and the right mind, mindset on trying to get another one. I can tell you that right now. Okay, fine. But still, we're not calling it the D word. What is it about, seriously, our industry, the sports, radio, and TV industry, that we have to instantly jump to that? Now, I get it. It's a select number of coaches and quarterbacks who have won two Super Bowls. Have we not learned our lesson about the D word and, and Travis stops himself in the middle. But somebody asked Patrick Mahomes that in the minutes after they've won the Super Bowl. Are you a dynasty? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a cheap, lazy question. It is. You, uh, first of all, no team should be coining itself a dynasty either. But two yeah, rings in four years does not make a dynasty. What? What is that about? Although... There are teams out there that would pay money to be where they are and call it whatever you want. But no, it's not a dynasty. All right. I barely survived this show. I promise to not be so mushy when I get back for a hump show tonight. But I can't promise I won't wear my Scooby-Doo sweatshirt because it makes me happy. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Boom! 